Backed empowers you to get it together with a single digital wallet. Use Backed to aggregate, convert, send, and spend digital assets like crypto, loyalty, and rewards points and gift cards. Go to BackedBakkt.com and start treating your digital assets just like cash. I'd like to also thank Kraken. With Kraken, you can instantly buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptocurrencies or earn additional rewards through their industry-leading staking service. Payouts are twice a week and you can earn up to 20% each year. Visit kraken.com scoop to learn more. Exodus is one of the most loved crypto apps due to its sleek design and easy to use exchange feature. Secure and manage over 130 cryptocurrencies from your computer or phone. No account registration is required. Download Exodus at exodus.com and you're ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Frank Chaparro, Director of News at The Block, and today we have The Block Asia Editor Wolfie Zhao with The Mining Report. Wolfie, good to have you here. Let's kick it over to you. Hi, everyone. This is Wolfie Zhao for The Mining Report, and today we're going to take a closer look at the state of mining. We have a lot of news coming from both China and the U.S. as of late, and also we're going to talk about the trading activities in China that has been a result of the latest crackdown since later September, and we're gonna dive in. I think it has been just about a month since the PBOC released their latest announcement that further crackdown on the crypto trading and mining space. You know, people have been worrying about this, the same thing back in 2017, when the it was also in September when the PBOC and, five, and seven out of the government agencies issued an ICO ban. And, you know, the market crashed initially to around like $3,000 from $4,500 and then bounced back to all-time highs within a month. And it seems like we're seeing a similar movement here. The latest announcement came out on September 24th, and now we're about a month to that. And the market is also surging to a new all-time highs. So I think the market reaction pretty much shrugs off the negative perceptions of the latest news coming out of China. One thing I feel people have felt is that China has repeatedly banned Bitcoin and crypto. But I think that's kind of oversimplifying the nuance here because they did release like one document in 2013 and then another one in 2017. And this is the third one. So each time at the high level, they did say different things. And each time they narrow down the boundaries of the sort of gray areas of crypto like activities operations back in 2013 they defined like bitcoin as virtual commodity which is in the sense that it was not sovereign currency but it didn't but it didn't say anything about anything being illegal they just banned you know financial institutions from offering services related to bitcoin as if there were any banks doing that anyway and then they asked they demanded Bitcoin exchanges at the time to be registered with the government and increase their AML and KYC. In 2017, they further down the road, cracked down on ICOs, calling them illegal. But even back then, they didn't say crypto exchanges will be an illegal business. They only said you cannot offer you cannot offer centralized order books for any Chinese yuan trading pairs. 
That means there can no longer be Chinese yuan against Bitcoin or Ether. That is why everything when the fiat on RAM went, went towards OTCs and everything else is denominated in Tether against all crypto assets. And it has been always the case over the last four years. And now the latest announcement said, you know, we can no longer have crypto to crypto trading for Chinese citizens. That's why you see like dozens of firms, exchanges, pools, either shutting down for good or cutting ties with Chinese residents and customers. Now, like Huobi is going to retire all their accounts that are verified with China IDs. So yeah, in terms of trading, it's going to have an impact on the retail volume, especially for like new users who want to come in. Let's say if there's a mega bull round down the road and there will be a lot of interest from retailers in China and they will have a hard time in joining the markets. For the existing traders, probably, it's not really a big impact because they always have different values to continue participating in the trades. And if they really want to, there are always a lot of ways to work around the issue. Even if Wobi has banned you know, users with China IDs to register, you can always find a way to work around. You can register business overseas. You can even buy KYCs. So, I mean, there are always different workarounds if you really want to put your heads into it. So that has been a pretty crazy time over the past couple of months. And also towards mining, I think now, yes, we're seeing all of the Bitcoin hash rate growth in the US, thanks a lot to you know the crackdown in China. So the Bitcoin ASICs have been shipping out of the country. In addition to the pre-orders of the, the North American institutions have already placed ahead of time. So yeah, the timing is perfect for them. I just wrote an article last month that they have seen a record production quarter for the third quarter this year and just uh, five six public listed mining companies in the north america they have jointly mined like nearly eight percent of the quarterly bitcoin rewards so that means like that six companies they already have like about eight percent of the hash rate that doesn't even include all those private loaned bitcoin mining companies in the u.s so definitely there's gonna that that is gonna keep growth uh keep growing in the US in terms of Bitcoin hash rate. Now the interesting thing is if you look at the hash total hash rate, Bitcoin's hash rate hasn't really bounced back to the all-time highs. Um there's still like a shortage of hosting capacities, so that's gonna take some time. But the funny thing is Ethereum hash rate is always at all-time highs. It's quickly rebound from the summer and it's now like over seven hundred tar hash. That just shows like a lot of the Miners in China have not really given up for good. Secretly mining at home or different places, smaller scale, probably using GPUs because that consumes a lot less energy than Bitcoin ASICs. And so it has the advantage of staying low and keep profiting. But that that's going to be going to be a kind of kind of mouse game between them and the authorities because the authorities are pretty savvy about mining. They know how to track IPs, you know, how to detect abnormal energy consumptions. So likely you will need to have this group of uh, kind of retail miners to keep thinking outside of the box, how to keep staying in the game while not getting caught. So that's that's gonna be for that situation for a while, I think. But yeah, but Bitcoin hash rate on the other hand is totally a different game. 
Back is the digital wallet of the future, empowering you to manage all of your digital assets from a single place. Back puts the power in your hands to get your crypto, loyalty and rewards points and gift cards together to choose how you want to use them. Treat your digital assets just like cash and convert, send or spend them using Back. Get started today and get it together with Back. Sign up at backbakkt.com. For the last 10 years, Kraken has been known as one of the best platforms for trading crypto online. Now with the new Kraken app, it's easier than ever to buy and sell over 60 of the most popular cryptocurrencies on the go 24-7. Simply download the Kraken app, connect your bank account, and start investing for as little as $10. Just a minute is all it takes to get started. I also want to give a special thanks to Exodus. Exodus is one of the most loved crypto apps due to its sleek design and easy to use exchange feature. Secure and manage over 130 cryptocurrencies from your computer or phone and interactive charts let you view the price history of a specific asset and your portfolio's performance over time. Sync your wallet across multiple devices to access your funds from anywhere. Maybe the best part is Exodus is integrated with the Trezor hardware wallet, making advanced security easy for everyone. Download Exodus at exodus.com today. There are like a lot of companies, right, who had announcements over the last year, gate crashing the mining market here in the U.S. Who's like winning? Like is Foundry winning? Who seems to be, is Galaxy winning? Who's on top? I think I would see like them joining as a kind of biggest winner from this thing. If you want to talk about like which company individually is the biggest winner, it's hard to say. I mean, the, I think so far the biggest, if I think I'm, if I remember correctly, I think the biggest two right now are Marathon and Riot Blockchain. They have the probably the biggest uh, mining fleet. And also Core Scientific is also getting big. They have ordered a lot of equipment from Bitman. That is, I mean, all these three, they have ordered tons of ASICs. I mean, six figures in terms of quantity since like last year or early this year. So when these model machines are fully delivered until the end of this year or the first half of next year, they will be like the three biggest. Each has probably more than 10 exahash, which is a huge amount, like nearly 10% of the total hash rate right now. So, yeah, I mean, these companies have like a perfect edge of, accessing the public market as an institution so that they can they can raise a lot of cash either from equity or from loans to expand their equipment and also facilities right and and also these companies are holding bitcoin and they're selling some of them are pledged some of the bitcoins with financial institutions like galaxy and also NYDIG as collateral so that they can borrow some loans to for their cash to either pay out you know utility bills or expand their operations so yeah i think on the overall like the us is going to be the biggest winner i think out of this crackdown in china and the funny thing is they have been planning this since like late last year when there was no sign that china is going to crack down on this space so they already made a big investment ahead of time and then I think the crackdown just made a big push, which set them at a very, very good timing because the crackdown happened and then the hash rate dropped and then they're going to 
capturing a bigger share of the the market. So it placed out pretty nicely for them because like when they ordered the machines last year, they would not have thought about there's going to be a crackdown. People have probably think they're going to compete with Chinese miners for a long time and just gradually grow the hash rate located in the U.S. But now it's just all of a sudden, it's just a total reversal within a just matter of two months, three months. So are the Chinese mining firms dead? Um, are, they, are they just selling all their equipment and moving on? No, I mean, it's... It's a mix of decisions. I think even even if you look at the the U.S. hash rate right now, it's just geographically located in the U.S. But it doesn't really mean it's owned by what I call like American investors, right? Mm. A lot of the machines can be owned by Chinese investors who may or may not live in the U.S. They may still have a business in China or other parts of Asia. They just have decided to move a lot of the equipment to C- Central Asia, to Kazakhstan, to Russia. And to the U.S. as well. So like Canaan, Ebang. Yeah, Canaan. They just moved their machines outside of the country. Yeah, Canaan. It was funny because Canaan said that they wanted to restart their self-mining game like, like early this year. And then the crackdown happened. So they relocated a lot of, I think, their plant in Kazakhstan because it's closer to China. And then a lot of, I mean, I just wrote about like a couple of days ago, like Fundamental Labs, which is a Shanghai-based fund. They get into got into mining in like 2019 and set up a company called Atlas Mining. And you know, they used to have a lot of operations in China and then they signed um like a hundred megawatt deal with uh, Core Scientific and then another hundred megawatt with uh Compute North so they can expand their operations to the US. Um so that they're gonna instead of like building their own facilities they're just uh, going to host their equipment on, on these two partners. That is one way to do that. If you can find enough of hosting availability, you just host at the farm. Or like Bitman is also investing a lot of money in the U.S. trying to like build up some infrastructure with local partners and sort of like joint ventures so that they can build up the infrastructure in the next couple of months to host their own machines and also their customers' own machines. So it's a different, it's a kind of mix of decisions. Some some miners who do not want to go outside, they don't want to move out and they may just keep continue mining secretly or just cash out for good. I think the miners actually are, relatively speaking, the miners who, the miners means like the ones who own the machines. They are relatively better off than the people who, have invested a lot of money to build the infrastructure in China. Because if you build an infrastructure and you don't own any machines, your business is built on having the customers come in and then you make a profit on the electricity spread. And now the miners are gone and you don't have any access to the miners. Your whole infrastructure investment will be a sunk cost. And that will be pretty bad. And those people, are, I think they're wrecked like the worst. There were a couple of facilities they just started operating this year in April, and then the May crackdown happened. So like you spend months build up the infrastructure, and they only operate for like a dozen days, then you have to shut down. So I think miners there, even if they're cashing out, right, they still have some residual values. You can sell the equipment for some money, so they are relatively better off, even if you sell. 
back to your point, I think、um, people may have the conception that the hash rate in, in the U.S. are you know owned by American investors, which is not necessarily the case. It can be owned by anybody, which is true to locate the equipment in the U.S. because it has a relatively more stable regulatory environment. You can't just crack down a mining farm out of the blue, just randomly. I feel pretty sorry for those、uh, you know investors who put money into the, the infrastructure since like probably second half of last year. But yeah, I think it's complicated feeling because I went to a mining event in April in Chengdu. And I think it was organized by Pulling and and Eight BTC, another Chinese crypto publication. And you know, on stage, people were still very bullish about the mining scene in China. You know, with a lot of enthusiasm because the summer was coming and a lot of hydroelectricity is going to be on. And people probably didn't think that people didn't foresee that the, the, the May crackdown would happen in a month. So everything has changed ever since. And now you know, even the guys from pulling, they're sourcing different electricity deals in in the U.S. trying to, you know, relocate their machines. So yeah, I think there's still gonna be a long way for the U.S. hash rate to keep growing. I think passing through the fifty percent thresholds will be pretty likely、um, over the next year. So yeah, let's see. Wolfie, I want to ask you if. You think there's any chance, any chance that China could reverse its position if they see, you know, American companies making a lot of money, gaining traction from a strategic perspective? Maybe this is copium, but could they just be trying to figure out what's going on, get their, you know, the parameters in place for them to oversee it properly, and then let folks get back in? It's hard to say. I, it, it won't be likely. I think at least in the like foreseeable future,、um, it's because they have already said that. Right? They have they have already narrowed down the boundaries for the gray area. So if they want to reverse it, it will look like they're shooting themselves in the foot. So I don't think that's. That's gonna happen, like in short, like in the short term. I think if they want to reverse it, they would have like properly think it through with frameworks, and you know, even even if they just quietly loosen up some of the restrictions, I don't think the mining companies, for example, they would they would be willing to come back because the 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 opportunity cost will be a lot, right? You would have to forsake your operations in the U.S., move miners back. That will take time,、mm. and You know, setting up new facilities and operations in China will also take time. So, and who knows what will happen if they come back? If there's really a reverse, unless it's super clear that this is going to be a, like a legitimate industry that is welcomed, I think until that happens, probably not going to happen. I think some of the projects I talked to recently said that their strategy is like just forget China, just forget this China market even exists, just go overseas and target overseas customers. That's it. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Until next time, this is Wolfie Zhao with the Money Report. Back to you, Frank. Okay, Wolfie, thank you for that update. To read more of Wolfie's recent work, you can visit theblockcrypto.com, or you can find Wolfie on social at Wolfie Zhao. The Mining Report will be back for you again soon. Have a great day, everyone.